Here we are. We are ready. Okay, I'll ask you later. Okay. Can you have something to say before Mary Lou and I take over? Well. Oh, we are on. All right. Gee, I'm glad you didn't hear what I was saying. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't hear what I said when the mic was. No, I didn't say anything. (laughs) Okay, you know, I was having some conversation here during dinner. I finally figured out a great fundraising opportunity for CCB. All we have to do is get about 300 new members who are all attorneys. (laughs) And we could start... could, Could you imagine a letterhead with 300 names on it? And next to each one, I still remember enough Braille, we would have the letters BL. <laughs> you got it, Jim. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so with that, um, let, me, let me try and bend down here again and pick up my list. There it is. I can still bend sometimes. And... and um, you know, I have to, I'm going to be real honest with you guys that, that uh, this whole thing that you heard earlier just really shook me up because I will, be, I will tell you, Abby and I have been very good friends for many years. And, of course, you know, some of us, as we all get older, and please keep our thoughts and prayers and, uh, for Abby, but, but um, you know, as, as that happens, we see more of that. And in, in, uh, with some of us who have been around for many, many years, you know, we do realize that these things happen. And so that's all I'm going to say about it. But anyway. He did? Oh, and anyway. So, so we're going to go on with our program. And with that, um, we're going to start with CC. We okay? Shh. <laughs> Mitch taught me to just go. Shh. <laughs> and actually, it works pretty much. Sometimes. Um, we're going to start with CCB donations. And uh, with that, I'm going to ask Mary Lou and Jeff to be involved in this. And of course, we also, once again, as Jeff has mentioned a couple of times, we do miss Ed up here. And Mary Lou is sure, has sure pitched in and is just doing a spectacular job. And, and oh, do we appreciate her very much. So, so Jeff, Mary if Lou? you have a donation, we're, first we're going to have uh, Mary Lou read what she has from chapters. And if you have another one when she's done, raise your hands. We really appreciate every donation that chapters are able to give us, no matter of what size. We know how hard you work um, for the money you raise and to share it with us for the needs of the state organization, for our organization, is really, really important, and we want to thank you for that. So, Mary Lou, what have you got? Okay, uh, Fresno Chapter, $100 General Fund, and $100 Scholarship. And the second one is from Silicon Valley Chapter, $200 scholarship. 
All right. Thank you. Fresno and Silicon Valley. Is there anybody else out there whose chapters are making a donation? There we got a hand. We'll get a mic to you. Sure. Good evening. This is Steve Fort, president of Bayview Chapter. Bayview Chapter is donating $300 to the general fund and $200 to the scholarship fund. Hey, thank you, Bayview. $300 what? All right. I'll be sending it in. And I know we got Pam. My name is Gene Burkhardt. I'm the treasurer of the San Gabriel Valley chapter. We have a $200 check for scholarship fund and $200 check for the general fund. All right. Thank you, San Gabriel Valley. San Gabriel Valley. It's, right, it's written right on Hey, we got someone else with a hand up, I think. Yeah, hi, Jeff. This is John Glass from the Silicon Valley chapter. Uh, my wife, Susan, and I would personally like to make a $500 donation to the general fund and a $500 donation to the scholarship fund. Wow. That is really incredible. That's an amazing donation. In fact, it's $500 more than I earned as president. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Um, good evening, everyone. Um, everybody, oh, yeah. Greater LA has not been able to do any donating to CCB in a long time. And since we worked hard last year on our fundraising, we are donating $200 to the scholarship and $100 to the general fund. Thank you, Greater LA. That is great. What an incredible group we had tonight. So thanks again. And I'm going to turn it back over to Ken. Whoa, whoa. Do we have, we have another donation? Okay, Peter has a related announcement. And when the treasurer talks, the president listens. Even the has-been president listens. Thank you. I'd really like to thank Paul Patchy for making a $200 life membership. He bought us life membership for $200. All right. There you go. So I'd encourage everyone to make a life, um, help start a life membership for themselves or their favorite person. It can be split up into, I think, four payments, five payments. 
Yep, five payments. You can do it over a period of, of, of uh, yeah, $40 for five $40 payments. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, thank you very much, everyone, for your generosity for this organization and your hard work. And I will turn it now back over to our MC. All righty. Thank you, sir. And thanks to all of you for your generous donations, both personal and from the chapters. That That's wonderful. That's what we need, some great unity to make this organization a lot stronger than it's ever been. So with that, the people that help really direct this organization as to what we need to do and articles that you read that you find interesting and all kinds of things, we're going to do some things here called awards. And the first awards that we're going to have are those related to membership. So with that, I'd like to call Artis Bazin, membership chair. Okay. I will first do one. Um, since Peter kind of st stole the thunder with a life membership, I have a special life membership for a person who is not aware of it. It's a surprise from her chapter. So this is in sincere appreciation. Uh, given this ninth day of April... 2016 in Alpine, California, and this certificate of CCB Life membership is awarded to Susan Glass. Um, your chapter was nice enough to uh, purchase this for you, so. <laughs> then. <laughs> and I'll give you the certificate when I get to the table. She's at my table, so. <laughs> then I also have the membership awards. We give um, membership award to the chapter with the highest percentage of growth each year and the highest number of members per year. And this year, we had uh, two chapters that had five new members, but the one, it was a 24% membership growth, and that was the Greater LA chapter. And then uh, a GDUC had um, the highest number. They actually had the same number for each one, but the one has a lot more members, so obviously it wasn't as high a percentage. So they each gained five new members this year. But I want to give honorable mention to the Inline Empire chapter uh, because they actually had the second highest percentage but it was just two members because their chapter is very small. So I just wanted to commend them for a 20% growth by getting two new members. They went from eight to 10. 
And unfortunately, we had a lot of chapters go down in membership, so it was great to be able to give the award to those uh, chapters for their growth, and I encourage you all to work hard. Um, probably it was a little bit um, different this year since we went from October awards to April awards, so it you know doesn't have quite as much growth you know since it's only six you know seven months in between. But I encourage you all, and I encourage you to do a chapter project too. We do have a chapter uh, award that we give if you have a chapter project. And I thought there was one chapter that was going to submit for it, and they never did. But the Fresno chapter did a, a Dining in the Dark experience, which I had hoped that they would apply for that award, but they never sent it in. And I thought it was such a great idea. They put it on the membership um, email list and talked about it, and it was a great event that they had for their chapter. So I encourage your chapter to do a, an activity and then submit a letter to CCB to be able to get that chapter award. So thank you all. That is, that is wonderful. What a surprise to us at Greater LA. It's, it's been a long time, and I'm just going to say, as president of that chapter, it is so wonderful to see the chapter begin to grow, and I'll take privilege here to, to say that. Um, but, it, but it really is, and we already have one new member starting since the, uh, we turned in the roster. So we're, we're really working on getting that thing going. So thank you, Artis. All right. With that, um, we're going to go to our next award, and that is publications. And, you know, it takes a lot for people to write some great articles, and we have so much writing talent in this organization. And to tell you all about it and about the awards that apply to it and that somebody might get, I'll introduce our newly elected president, Judy Wilkinson. Good evening. I bring you greetings from Linda Perrell, the chair of the Publications Committee, who could not be with us this evening. So that gives me the wonderful privilege. This is the best part of any job here at CCB, is giving out awards. The... Um, we're giving two, you know we usually give a, an award for the best articles written in the previous year, but this year we are giving very special commendation awards. Who knows which anniversary year this is of the Blind Californian? 60. So here's the first award. So the California Council of the Blind in this 60th year of publication of the Blind Californian Special Recognition Publications Committee Award to and I'm going to skip the name for the moment for her numerous submissions to the Blind Californian including her poems, 
and interviews for articles such as Friends in Low-Tech Places, Fall 2010, and Maintain That Connection, Don't Forget Your Phone, Fall 2013. Anybody have a clue? Don't say the name yet. For her tireless advocacy for the Seniors with Vision Loss Committee, including her creative efforts for the publications Failing Sight and the Family Plight and How to Have a Happy Life as a Senior Losing or Without Vision for Bonnie Rennie. Is Bonnie in the room? Oh. Presented this ninth day of April 2016 in Alpine, California. Well, one good piece of news is I don't have to dig out and figure out which plaque it is then, because it's going to be sent to Bonnie in the mail, and she will. It's such a pleasure to give Bonnie that award. You can, I think we, I'm not sure. We, we either mail it or um, can we trust her to take it to her? Is that Gail? We'll, this, I think we could. She is a board member. I think we could let you, I think we could let you do that, we Gail. We know where you live, Gail. Let's put it this way. Gail, you heft the plaque and then see if you want to actually put it in your suitcase. Okay, we have a second award of the same kind. The California Council of the Blind in this 60th year, a publication of the Blind Californian, Special Recognition Publications Committee Award to, leave a blank. Now here's the, the most prolific contributor to the Blind Californian in the past decade for his resolution summaries, his legislative reports, his eight years of thoughtful president's messages, of course, our own Jeff Tom. Jeff, I'll kill myself getting this to you, so I'm just going to send you the mic. And I now know that it's 10 years, so the plaque will forever memorialize one of my really big first mistakes. Can we say? He has a mic. Well, prolific is true. <laughs> I'm not sure how good it is. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, it's always worth writing advocacy-related items for the Blind Californian because that's what you and I are all about. So thank you for the award. I appreciate it. <laughs>
I'm returning the mic to our Master of Ceremonies. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations to the winners. And, um, you know, it's really wonderful to, to know how people do these things time and time again. And it's not easy to write these articles. I, I, I can write, but not articles like this. You guys do such a great job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, our next person to come up to do some awards is going to be from our awards committee. And it gives me great privilege to call you okay? Oh, it gets, <laughs> I was interrupted. But it was okay. It, you know, the president-elect president can do anything she wants here. Okay, it gives me a great pleasure to call up our immediate past president for the last time for this go-around. And uh, it gives me pl privilege to call Donna Pomerantz. Good evening, everyone. Um, I am here on behalf of our committee chair, uh, Joe Smith, who is um, from Northern California. He was not able to be here tonight, and the committee um, asked me to the committee asked me to thank you um, to be here on his behalf. I want to thank all the members of the awards committee. Um, Roger Peterson, we all know him. And um, Michael Williams. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to forget somebody. Well, um, oh, I knew I was going to do that. And that's what I get. Um, and. Thank you to President Tom for appointing me to that committee as well. I've um, enjoyed serving this first time. I will um, give the microphone over to someone else to do this presentation. Uh, our committee unanimously agreed that this person would be perfect to do the presentation, and he also happens to me to be my best friend and your governmental affairs chair uh, for the very um, last time, I will give the microphone over to Mitch Pomerantz to do this presentation. Talk about passing the buck. Well, I'm, uh, you know, Things are so perfect that I don't have the uh, language for this plaque, but we can ad lib. From time to time, and you'll understand why she did this, the California Council of the Blind presents awards to members of the uh, state legislature, I think a couple of times even to, to Congress critters. Well, uh, we've had a, a dear friend and ally who twice introduced bills uh, on our behalf 
beginning in 2013 when he was a member of the assembly, and then in 2014 when he was a member of the Senate. Uh, last year, the bill was SB 199. For those of you who, uh, like I, uh, typically, as soon as the session is over, we forget bill numbers. But that was the bill that would have included in the services provided under in-home support ser supportive services uh, reader services and document completion services. We know a significant number of blind and uh, low vision persons are on SSI. And IHSS provides a lot of services for persons who are on SSI, but uh, don't do much to help us. So this gentleman introduced yeah, two consecutive years' legislation to include those services. Last year, the bill was vetoed by uh, our governor, um, depending on the day of the week, either Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, <laughs> otherwise known as Jerry Brown. Um, however, we felt that it was important to recognize this legislator. Unfortunately, um, we were unable to procure him or a member of his staff, but we will get, the, uh, get this plaque to him. It basically uh, commemorates his efforts on behalf of the California Council of the Blind uh, to introduce this legislation. Uh, he is a Democrat from the 35th District. His name is Isidore Hall. Give him a round of applause. I need to, uh, to double check, uh, and Jeff would probably know my, my list of assembly members and senators uh, gives districts but not specific locations. And so we'll need to, uh, to figure out who will be in a good position to get this plaque to him and his staff. So uh, again, uh, we hope, and of course this year he can't introduce, you can't bring back the same bill two years in a row in similar fashion. So uh, he took a, a year's hiatus and hopefully uh, this bill will be reintroduced or introduced anew in 2016, or 2017. This is 16, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, what can I tell you? Uh, so with that, Mr. Metz, back to you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, I just had to wait. Um, list back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was looking at stuff here and uh, got waylaid, as they say. So, you know, hey. All right. So with, with that, thank you so much, uh, Donna and Mitch. Appreciate that. 
it's, um, it's always great to, again, uh, honor people that help. And, uh, hmm? oh, I think you're, <laughs> okay, do you want, Peter, would you come up, please? He's not too far away. I know. Hold on a minute. Let me see. Hold on, because I didn't know if she wants if it's something just that Junie needs Peter for, or if she wants me to go ahead. So I'm waiting. Did you need the mic, Peter? Hold on, I'm going to introduce our treasurer here for a moment because this isn't on my schedule. So, <laughs> so for that, I will definitely give our treasurer the mic, Peter Pardini. Thank you very much, Ken. Jeff, on behalf of the current and past members of the board of directors, I'd virtually like to present you with a gift card for some Giants tickets. Thank you for your years of service to the California Council of the Blind. There you go. Oh. Wow, I'm speechless. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's been more than worth it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> Not if I go see San Diego. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, you realize those tickets say Chavez Ravine, don't you? <laughs> oh, he's going to be saying who's on first for a while. With that, gee, how do you follow that? Well, you know what? We follow with, some, with a fabulous group here and a singer. And you know, when, when I saw who was going to be here, I actually did listen to this. I, I don't remember if it was video because I couldn't tell you the difference. It was only described with a fabulous voice to listen to and some wonderful music on YouTube. And so... I would love to introduce as our keynote for tonight. Let's see if we can get Lori Beebe and um, and Lewis and e Lori Lewis. <laughs> Let me get it straight. Lori Lewis and and even uh, I think it was Rich. My that uh, yeah. Let me go to the right. Okay, Lori and Chuck. Am I correct? Is that it? Yes. And Jim, that's the other person. One day I'll remember. Okay. Lori, Chuck, Jim, take it away.
If I tumbled down, would you pull me up? If I surrender, if I fail, would you say you knew me well? For as long as I can say, I have known rejection and pain. I have seen the fire in the stove, and still it keeps me warm. So many questions in this mystery. Sometimes I lose my way, looking for answers down roads that go nowhere. Truth is what I need. Mercy on me, yeah. Oh, mercy on me. I've been struck down, turned around, down on my knees. Your mercy on me. Heaven's in my heart, although we're worlds apart. In this expanding universe, I need to hear your voice. Do you hear me when I cry? When the sunbird sings at night, where the river meets the raging sea, when you find a place for me. So many questions in this mystery. Sometimes I lose my way, looking for answers that roads that go nowhere. Truth is what I need. Oh, mercy on me, yeah. Oh, mercy on me. I've been struck down, turned around, on my knees. Your mercy on me. Thank you so much. What an honor it is to be in the presence of the most amazing people. I've spoken to a lot of you, and I know um, some of the people here at the head table. I, 
Last time I was at a head table is when I got married. I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for the bride or the. <laughs> I got to sit next to Jeff, <laughs> and um, it was really lovely talking to him. Okay, I'm going to straighten this out now about the names because, oh my goodness. Okay, my name is Lori BB Lewis. There you go. There's that BB thing. He was like having the hardest time trying to figure out where does this fit in. I don't know. And my husband is Chuck Lewis over here to my right on the guitar. And our good friend Jim Schmitz on bass. (laughs) And our our drummer, um, we don't let him out of the box that he sits in. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyway... um, we're going to be your troubadours tonight. We'll do a few songs, and I'll tell you a couple of stories of my life and where I come from and what I'm about. So, uh, But first, we're going to do another song, Just Because We Can. I am a poor, stranger. While journeying through this world of woe, yet there's no sickness, toil, or danger in that bright land to which I go. I'm going there to see my father. I'm going there no more to roam. Oh, I'm only going over joy. Gather on me. I know my way is rough and steep, yet beautiful feet lie just before me. Where God's redeemed, the vigils keep. To see my mother, I'm going there. No more to roam. I'm only going, oh, going over Jordan. I'm only going over
to wear that crown of glory when I get home to that good land I want to shine Uh, Chuck and I have been working on uh, an album, and that is going to be on the album. Um, we've been working on this album now for a very long time, actually so long that I'm almost beginning to think we should call it the Bucket List album, because it's taking so darn long. Okay, so, um, you know, I was asked to just share some things about my life and about my uh, my career, my music career, which has actually been very interesting. Um, I started out as a very young girl in music. The first song I ever played and performed was in sixth grade, and it was, I'm dating myself now, The Green Beret. And my father sat out at the PTA meeting and cried. He was so proud of me. And so um, after that, uh, I learned how to play the guitar. And, and after that, I went uh, to camp in the summertime, getting ready to go to seventh grade. And I started playing the violin. And that was so fun. But when I finally got to violin camp, after only playing two weeks... I got there and all the violins were taken, all the violins. So there was this one great big giant violin called the bass. And the conductor said, you want to play this one? And I said, no, I don't. It's big. He goes, no, we don't have anybody else to play it. And you're the tallest girl. So I got stuck playing the bass. Little did I know how much I would really love that instrument. And I went on to play the bass in the orchestra for a few years. Well, in the meantime, my mother, who is our momager, as they call them today, we had a little band called Pitch Blend. And we actually had a little one-hit wonder in the Michigan regional area. 
And if you Google Pitch Blend now, you actually can find us on Wikipedia, and you might even be able to buy our one and only record for $150 on eBay. Talk about strange. But when I was with that group, we opened up for some great artists, and we toured with Bob Seger, Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes, Alice Cooper, the MC5, kick out the jams, and you know the rest of it. And um, I actually sat down with Bob Seger and used to sit and listen to him play piano, and we would sing harmony together in old Beatle tunes. After that, I joined a Dixieland jazz band. I like to tell people that that's when I joined the circus and went on the road. Because it was little old 18-year-old me and like a bunch of guys that were over 30. They were old. Old, old, old. Though our drummer was 56. He was old. And I went out with the Celebration Roadshow for a few years and played Dixieland Jazz. Moved to Chicago. That is where I met a group called the Buckinghams. And, um, you know, we did kind of a drag. When your baby don't love you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we actually recorded an album. And then in 1985, we went on the 1985 Happy Together Tour. With the Grassroots and the Turtles. Gary Lewis and the Playboys. And, of course, the Buckinghams. And on that tour, there was this really cute guy. And his name was Chuck Lewis. And we became really good friends. The tour left. um, We started out in April, and we went all the way through till November. It was about a 10-month tour, give or take a, a week or so. Three different legs on the tour with one week break between the legs. So we did... Uh, well over 265 dates through that year and uh, it was quite interesting and of course you remember this song imagine me and you I do come on I think about your day and night it's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight so happy together If I should call you up, invest in time You say that you belong to me and ease my mind Imagine how the world would be so very fine So happy together I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life Okay, yeah, that was it. Okay, just, yeah, just going down memory lane. Well, we would end, we would end that show... That was our grand finale. The whole everybody would come out. We'd all hold hands, and Chuck would come out, and I'd hold his hand. 
Didn't want anybody to know we were dating. We were trying to keep it under wraps. You have to understand that on this tour, there were 36 guys and me. Now, I see some of you girls going, woo! But let me tell you, it wasn't woo, all right? All right, I'm telling you what a, what a woo. Because, you know, in the music business, it's a man's world. Yeah, it is. It truly is. And, and um, so being out there with all, okay, yeah, we're <laughs> being out there with all the guys. But, um, you know, I was really grateful to be able to um, do that. And that tour was fantastic. Then in 19... At the end of 1985, Chuck said to me, you're just the cutest thing in the world. Will you marry me? And I said, yes. He's clapping. For those of you, he's clapping his hands. He's my biggest supporter in more ways than you can imagine. I made so many guys jealous. Oh, he did. All the guys. We won't go there. Um, I could tell a funny story. On the tour. Okay, I'll tell you one story. Make, make it quick. Okay, I'll make it really quick. So, all right. This is kind of, it's not, it's a little R-rated. Not, not R. Okay, what's, what's PG-13. 13, there you go. 13. All right, so, well, Chuck P- and I PG are trying to. PG-13 is tomorrow's R, though. Yeah, that's true. So, Chuck and I are trying to keep our little thing secret. We don't want anybody to know that we're dating. Okay, so, I would either sneak to his room or he would sneak to mine. So I snuck to his room one night. Now, Chuck was on the, on the crew. He was the drum tech. So Chuck is um, leaving at 6 in the morning. And me, I don't leave till later. So I'm in Chuck's room. And, uh, you know, 6 o'clock comes early. And he leaves. I wake up. Chuck's gone. He's gone. His suitcase is gone. I'm so sad. Well, I wake up and realize that he accidentally packed all my clothes. All of them. Nothing left. No. No, 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 nothing. So here I am. And my room is way, 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 way on the other side of the hotel. And to top it all off, we're on the second floor, and in the middle of the second floor is this little lobby where they serve the brunch. (laughs) And I know that I have to leave at 10 o'clock, and I know where everybody is. Everyone is in this middle area having brunch, and there's only one way out, and that's past them. I don't know what to do. So now I'm thinking, well, okay, it's time to make a phone call. You know, I call up the hotel concierge, concierge, thank you, whatever you guys know. Concierge, Concierge. thank you. And um, do you guys have any robes? Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have robes. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what do I do, what do I do? Um, (laughs) Toga party, no. (laughs) I'm thinking, what do I do? Um, So I'm thinking, I don't even have my key. Oh my gosh, what do I do? So I call them again, and I say, okay, I left my key. This is the situation, told the truth, and could you please meet me at my room? I'm headed there now. And so I just took a towel, wrapped around, put a towel on my head as though I had just gotten out of the pool, walked by everybody. Everybody just like, hey, Lori, looking at me kind of weird. And I said, 
Have you been down to the pool? It's just wonderful. And I made it to my room safely. And that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, I've never told that story public. So, you guys have some blackmail. All right. After the, uh, that tour ended, I moved to San Diego um, in January of 1986. And this is when a lot of things happened. Number one, I had this amazing opportunity to be in a few bands here in California. One was the Monroes. They had a, group, uh, a, a big hit, What Do All the People Know? So I sang with them. And then I got a phone call from John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Now, on the Happy Together Tour, what had happened was they had played with us a couple times as a guest band. So John kind of knew who I was. Chuck, the year before, was on the Happy Together Tour, and he knew Spanky McFarland, who was singing with the Mamas and Papas in place of Mama Cass. And he had called her and said, is there any work? And Lori's looking for some work, and San Diego doesn't have a lot going on. And so she said, well, you know, you just might be surprised. Well, evidently, Mackenzie Phillips, here she is, seven months pregnant, and she's going into rehab, so they needed someone to fill in. So there I was, and I jumped on the chance to do it, and I joined the Mamas and Papas, and uh, that was an amazing time. I was with them for a full year. Mackenzie came back, and then I would replace her on and off for the next couple years, and then um, at the end of 1990, I joined them permanently for three more years before they um, split up, and uh, anyway... I'm going to do a beautiful song that I love by the Mamas and Papas. You know what it is. Okay. Let's see if you know. The sky is gray. I've been for a while on a winter's day. I'd be so safe and warm if I was in the lay. California dreaming on such a winter's day. I stopped into a church I passed along the way Well, I got down on my knees And I pretend to pray Ooh, the preacher likes the cold Knows I'm gonna stay California dreaming on such a winter's day, on such a winter's day.
Thank, Thank you, guys, you so much. Thank you. You guys are so nice. Well, um, little did people really know, besides my secret love for Chuck, I also held another big secret. And that was, hmm, I don't know, how do I just say this? I'll just say it. Um, I had a love affair with drugs. And um, it went from 1980 to 1990. And there's a few things that happened to me um, through some dramatic and traumatic circumstances that uh, just seemed to keep me uh, calm and help me to forget all the cares and woes of the world. And it was just like this was a spell that was cast over me, and I could not be free of it. There were a lot of friends that knew about my drug addiction, and they just expected it. They accepted it because, after all, it was music. I was a musician. Everybody expected it. It was the 80s, and people did it. And, uh, you know, everyone was doing it, so I thought. Uh, It brought me to a place, though, where I did have a spiritual awakening, and... uh, yeah, amen. But um, there is something that definitely really was life-changing for me while I was doing that, and, and I, I had a, uh, a drug-induced heart attack because of it. And, uh, you know, it, it just it was one of those things where I wanted so much to get out of the situation, and I didn't know how. And it was just a thing where I ended up calling on God. Now, I'm not here to preach and tell you what you should do or what you should believe in. Um, But this is something that happened to me that was life-changing. And uh, anyway, this is sort of how I felt at the time. And I'm going to just do this song that I really like. It's an old blues tune. And it's called, I Put a Spell on You. I put 
put a spell on you Cause you're mine Oh yeah Oh You better stop the things you do Oh I tell you You know I can't stand it You're running around You know better, baby I can't stand it Because you put me down I put a spell on you All because you're mine Can't stand it, I can't stand it. I knew better, baby. Oh, I can't stand it, cause you put me down, yeah, baby. Oh, I put a spell on you because you're I love you, I love you, I love you, anyhow, I don't care if you don't want me, I'm yours right now, oh, I put a spell on you, baby, because Cause you're mine, yeah. Because you're mine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So much. Oh, you guys oh, are you so, guys great. so great. <laughs> it's nice to have, you know, sometimes I play in prisons and I always can say, oh, it's great to have a captive audience. <sighs> but uh, I guess that's not the case here, is it? <laughs> um, I just want to share uh, just a couple more little things with you. I don't know what the heck is going on here. Oh, here we go. Um... I don't know. 
you know, after the whole drug thing and when I had this big spiritual awakening, um, things started happening. I don't know, 1993, I, you know, my, I left the mamas and papas. I started doing this, uh, I, I did an album, which I wish I would have brought, but I ran out. Sorry. Um, I would have just given everybody one. But um, what had happened was I was just fatigued all the time. I was tired. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I went to the doctors, doctor after doctor after doctor. I was in pain. I could barely walk. At one point, I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't do anything, and nobody could find out what was wrong with me, and they said, you have fibromyalgia. No, you don't have fibromyalgia. On and on this went. And uh, it just got to the point where I just felt like, you know, I've just made this big change in my life. I've made this big turnaround. And now, suddenly, my life is just spinning. I found out 16 years later what the problem was. I had Lyme disease. But back in the early 90s, they kind of didn't know what it was, and it kind of came down to, like, well, you know, you you live in California. It doesn't really matter because, you know, they don't have it here, you know. Well, do you know what troubled waters are? You know, like that song that Simon and Garfunkel, you know, they write a bridge over troubled water. Well, you know, there are waters that seem impossible to cross. But I want you to notice I'm using that word seem because um, the water it stirred up and to cross that river could mean taking a life-changing path leading towards possible destruction or perhaps maybe leading a way to overcoming life's adversities. And every day we take these chances, right? True? Every day we face troubled waters, whether it's finances, relationships, or just simply getting up in the morning. And for me, sometimes it was. Literally, getting up in the morning was hard. But one thing about troubled waters... um, you know, they're everywhere, and all, sometimes all we need to do is just wade in that water. Just, you know, maybe you start by putting your toe in the water first just to test the temperature. Next thing you know, you got your ankles, and then you're up to your knees, and, you know, this isn't so bad. And, um, you know, there's never really a simple way to cross that river of troubled waters. And waiting actually means that your feet are still touching the bottom. Do you know what I mean? You're waiting. And sometimes we don't have any choice but to immerse ourselves completely and fully into this water. And then, you know, we have to have that faith. And, um, you know, we have to believe that we can do it, allowing the water to carry us to that victory. And I took that step of faith when... I walked away from the mamas and papas. I knew my time with them was done. My life had taken a totally different path, and the drugs and all that crazy lifestyle was behind me, and I was going to continue to be true to myself. And, you know, even though I thought that being this rock star, traveling with the mamas and papas and living that high life, traveling first class and staying in the nicest hotels and making the good money, I thought that that was the promised land. You know, but I realized that there was something that was much greater waiting for me. Um, so I'm going to do this song for you, 
and I love it because it's an old gospel uh, hymn and it's a lot of fun and you guys can sing along if you want
Oh, you guys are so nice. I'm going to do one, uh, one more song for you guys. And uh, before I do, I just uh, want to just finish my little story. Um, you know, I had a chance, and I'll just give you the long list of all the different people that I've had the opportunity to sing with or perform with. Um, I sang with the Spinners. I sang with Martha Reeves. I sang with Harry James. Les Elgart, he's a big band leader. Um, you know, I've shared the stage with a lot of really great artists in my life. And I wouldn't trade doing this for anything. And, um, you know, I whether it's an audience of just a few people or uh, thousands of people or this wonderful group right here that... You know, you guys are wonderful. And, um, you know, after I found out that I had uh, Lyme disease and I had treatment and whatnot, and I was sent to a, uh, a rheumatologist where I found out that I had sorry, I can't even talk today. What's wrong with me? I didn't drink or nothing. I really don't drink. <laughs> I had psoriatic arthritis and also ankylosis ankylosing spondylitis so I have um, actually four different kinds of very extreme aggressive forms of arthritis that have um, pretty much uh, wiped out my hands and my knees and my feet and I've got uh, I've had two knee replacements <laughs> yay I know thank god for knee replacements now, if they can only figure out how to replace fingers that would be really nice finger joints someday um, but you know through all of this um I have learned from a lot of people, actually, who are different-abled. And um, I have learned to stay positive, you know, because for a while I really, really became feeling like I was a victim. I had a victim mentality over this, and I just felt like the world had dealt me this bad card and God had dealt me this bad card and you know just I was just waiting for God to just strike me down for one more bad thing in my life you know and um and then people were always asking me how are you feeling how are you doing oh I've been praying for your health and I really always appreciated that but I got to the point where you know what it was time to just stop being that person that was always just crying out and to my friends and telling everybody, you know, how my life was so crappy. And um, I found this song that I really love, and here's what I'm going to end with, because it's called, Don't You Ever Let Nobody Drag Your Spirit Down. And I love that idea, you know, because we can just go through things in our lives, you know, and Everybody in this world, you know, we are not alone. You know, everyone goes through trials and tribulations. It doesn't really matter. And uh, life is temporary. It's so temporary. And, you know, I, I learned that life is a gift from God. And what you do with your life is your gift to God. So um, I give this gift to you. And I share my gift. And Jim Schmitz over here on the base... Um, he plays in our, our church uh, worship team, and he gives his um, gift. And my husband, Chuck, 
also is our worship leader. And, um, you know, I know you, maybe some of you feel like you've been to church <laughs> today. And you know what? If you don't believe any of that, and, and that's cool, man. You know, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, that's why I love, I love America because we can believe what we want and we can agree to disagree. And, you know, I don't judge you and I hope you don't judge me. So um, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I want to thank a certain person here. Um, I want to thank Charlene Ornelius for bringing me here. I've known Charlene forever. I've, I've totally crossed boundaries and played with her dog <laughs> when he was working. <laughs> she, yeah, two of them. Yeah, she'd get mad at me. Don't play with my dogs. They're working. I go, okay, I won't. <laughs> I'd be passing them treats and they'd be wagging their little tails. I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. I just like everybody's bringing their dogs in today. I was just like, just drop them off at my feet and I'll take them all. I love dogs so much. Anyway, you guys do have a good night, and I just um, appreciate you all so much. So we're going to close out with this one, and you guys can clap along or whatever. You can dance, yes. You might slide, tumble and fall by the roadside. Don't you ever let nobody drag your spirit down. Remember you walking up to heaven. Don't let nobody turn you around. Well, now walk with the rich, walk with the poor. Learn from everybody what your life is for But don't you never Let nobody drag your spirit down Remember you're walking up to heaven Don't let nobody drag you around Well now some say yes Some say no Some wait and see which Where the wind blows Won't you ever, never, 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 never Let the body drag your spirit down We're walking up to heaven Don't let nobody turn you around Come on, Chuck, take it away People are dancing Come on now You can dance You can just stand right up at your table and dance The dogs are dancing. Woo!
Well, you know, I might say some things that sound strange to you. I might preach the gospel. I believe it's true. I won't let nobody drag my spirit down. Yes, I'm walking up to heaven. Won't let nobody turn me around. Well, you might slip. You might slide. Tumbling far by the roadside. But don't you never, 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 let nobody drag your spirit down. You're walking to heaven. Don't let nobody turn you around. Well, never, never, never let them drag your spirit down. Never, 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 never let them drag your spirit down. Don't you never, never let nobody drag your spirit down. Remember you're walking up to heaven. Don't let nobody turn you around. Remember you're walking up to heaven. Don't let nobody turn you around. Remember you walking up to heaven. Don't, 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 don't. Don't you let nobody drag your spirit down. Well, I don't think I need to read Braille to say, let's put our hands together, Lori, Chuck, and Jim. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all. Thank you so much. And if um, you would like to go to my website, it's lauriesmusic.com. And Lori is spelled L-A-U-R-I-E. And then an S, but no apostrophe, just lauriesmusic.com. And you can go there and, I don't know, Google me if that's still legal. Can you still Google people? Okay. Thank you all very much. And um, have a great night. Wow. What a way to have our banquet with a fantastic keynote I don't recall anything with this much celebration. Yeah. All right, all right. Before, before I give this back to our president for a wrap-up, uh, well, there are two things. One, I am going to tell you one story, only one. And to follow after that is not easy but it's only one, so you have to put up with me only for a minute or so. But it has to do with the church, so we're going to do that. And it's, and it's nice. It's clean. <laughs> for me, it's clean anyway. <laughs> one Sunday morning, it seems that there was a priest uh, at the church, and he saw little Alex standing in the foyer, and he was sort of staring... Uh, up at this large plaque. 
It was a plaque that was covered with names with small American flags. And Alex didn't really understand what it was all about. So the little the, the priest saw the little seven year old Alex looking at this thing and he said, Alex, well um, you know, what what are you so amazed about? And the little boy said, Well, I I don't really understand that. He said, What is this thing for? He said, Well, Alex, this plaque with all the names and all the little American flags is for all the men and all the women who died in service. And Alex wasn't sure what to say, and he looked perplexed. And sheepishly, he looked at the father, and he said, Father, was it the 945 or 1115? <laughs> All right, I got one. Give me that. <laughs> now, you have to admit, a little kid would think that way. <laughs> Do, well, wait, we, we can't have raffles, so I'm not calling for any raffles. Do we have any kinds of door prizes tonight? Yes, we do. Okay, Mr. President, thank you for letting me be MC, and I'm going to turn it over to you for handling the door prizes, and thank you so much. Okay, don't go away, because we do have door prizes. Okay, we're going to do two now, and we're going to do the rest in the morning. So, and we'll do them bright and early in the morning, because some of people have to leave early. So, what do we got? What is this? It's a um, metal, like little tin with a handle, and it's full of candy and folded up money. We have no idea what treasure chest from Yosemite Gateway chapter they got a lot of treasure in the valley Debbie Berry the treasure is yours Debbie yeah Oh, we have jewelry. What do we have here? Okay, uh, there's a couple of sets. One of them is a necklace and pair of earrings, and they're kind of in turquoise, pearl, mother of pearl. And another one is a bracelet that's kind of pink and has a, a silver... They're all separate, and they're in a, in a velvet bag. Well, I think this person will wear jewelry with the best of them. Jason Holloway! And he is here, isn't he? Yes, I thought you were. You may give it to Jennifer, I suppose. <laughs> and we have finally 
we have another treasure chest from Yosemite Gateway. And do we know who that bag was from? Of jewelry? We'll have it. We'll we'll mention it to you tomorrow. But now we have one more Yosemite Gateway treasure chest. Holly Heinz, are you in the room? No. John McCann's drawing, I think. John is so, he got so jazzed by the music, he can read the names of these tickets now by himself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Charles Navarrete. Are you in the room? Yeah, he's there. All right. Money and candy. And we're going to do lots of money tomorrow. So I want to thank everyone for coming. I want to thank Mary Lou and Brooks and Ronnie and all of the volunteers. And let's give another special round of applause for Ken Metz and his job of MC. And a big round of applause for Lori, Chuck, and Jim. And that shall do it for 2016. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you in the morning. Oh, announcement. We have an announcement I know at least of one. Gabe has an announcement. It's not too exciting of an announcement, so don't, like, you know, get your hopes up. And Alice has one, too. Maybe Alice's announcement will be better. Gabe, I don't think so. I think they're packing up. Gabe, did you ever make your announcement? Um, yeah. Okay. Resolutions is where? Resolutions is in Manzanita in when? 15 minutes? 
15 minutes of brief resolutions meeting. And that'll do it. That concludes another banquet 2016 with lots of entertainment and stories. It was well entertaining. The food was good. Louis? It was interesting, that's for sure, to say the least. Um, the musicians were fantastic, fabulous. That uh, song, the old uh, blues song, was just something else. Um, For being a trio, then having to use some electronics, it was done very well. Very well. And the acoustics in this room were so-so. And it was still really good. Yeah. You know, I... (laughs) I really like the way the um, um, banquet went today. Um, it was good. It was in good taste and great music. Uh, what more could you ask for? I think it was well, well orchestrated. Well, no. neither you or I have resolutions. No, but those poor puppies that do. <laughs> well, you know, it uh, things happen for a reason. Uh, you know, a number of them are going to be thanks to the hotel, the staff, the volunteers, and then there will be the ones that our organization needs to carry out for the year and try and make changes in policy. Yeah, um, I was just thinking. I can tell. You were silent. (laughs) My remark went unheard. No, actually, you know, I was just thinking, gosh, I remember the days when I sat in one of those those resolution uh, nights, and it was 3.18 in the morning when I said to myself, what the heck am I doing here? So I was glad to get out of there, and I never served on the resolutions committee, and I'm glad that I didn't because <laughs> of that very same thing. I so. have been a part of other organizations, and I can remember resolutions going on and on. However, I was in the hospitality. I was serving on hospitality, which also goes on and on and on. Unfortunately, we don't have hospitality because of the policies of the hotel. But needless to say... Somebody would pop in from, from resolutions and say, could you bring over X, Y, and Z? We're starving, or we're hungry, or we're thirsty. And so as long as we were still hospitalizing, they were being fed and yes. watered. And so there were times I'd go, you know, we'd finish at 2, clean up by 3. They were still going. It was like, oh, we've closed the doors, good night, and goodbye. <laughs> it's like when I was um, involved with a stakeholders uh, engineering design group and we had a discussion on assistive technology design and uh, don't know 
if he's listening, but no, Ronnie, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten the trick you pulled on me, you old <laughs> fart. He's the only guy that totally took me off my game one time, and I was eating, and all of a sudden my coffee became a big sponge. <laughs> what powder he put on there, I had no idea. Actually, I know what it was, but I was so focused on what I was thinking that when that happened, it's like, uh-oh, something's wrong with my coffee. And he is laughing, and Debbie's like, I don't know him. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, Runyon, you are something else, buddy. I hope to talk to you soon. But well, anyway. On a more serious note. Yes. I um, hope the best for Abby Schumann. I hope that uh, whatever medical emergency took him away from our event, uh, that our he recovers quickly. chair of the exhibits, Abby Schumann, a friendly old chimney. He's always smoking, but heart of gold. Don't know what happened, and I just hope that he does recover soon. And gets back on his feet. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good man. He's a good man. Nothing but best wishes. Um, other than that, tomorrow, so, tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow's the business. Day. It's going to be interesting to see how tomorrow goes. Yes, sir. There will be um, lots of. Big bang for our buck. Yeah, well, tomorrow is when we have the, um, you know, the business meeting and the last session, general session for this convention. And uh, the big topic, of course, we both know that it's going to be Mr. Um, Navarrete's uh, potential removal from the uh, uh, board. Um, I... The more I think about it, the more I hope that the organization does the right thing. Well. And uh, while we have our own personal feelings, and I've been very vocal about what I think we should be held to us, anybody who is in a visibility spot should be held to the highest standards because you're putting the face of the organization on the air and having to... Give somebody a slap in the wrist is like not taking the organization's mission statement and objective serious. So well, and respect for its members. Yep, that's it. Respect for its members and everybody who contributes to an organization that's got a good reputation has been doing a lot for the betterment of the disabled community. So you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. So, well, are you getting ready to crash for the night there, Stephanie? Or are you going to go gamble, considering that this is probably the last time we'll be at a casino for a convention? So, really? I have some money that's itching to be burnt. So, I mean... Unless there's money on that card, I'm not gambling. <laughs> I've got a mortgage payment. Remember, I'm a new homeowner. <laughs> yes. I, and money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, they may give you 10 bucks. So, you know. Um, tomorrow, um, I don't know how long the business meeting is going to last, but how long will the streaming be? What time will we pack up the streaming in case uh, we have to cut it short so the folks out there understand that um, business may continue and streaming may end? Uh, I think the streaming 
Um, we'll start at... Um, well, start at 8.30, but what time do you expect that you're going to have to cut it down so that your transport you can catch your transportation? Well, I'm hoping that uh, tomorrow we start the uh, transportation around... Um, uh, well, we we got to be on the air by 8.30. For this that event. I know, 8.30, but we need to let them know that if for some reason the business meeting goes long... Uh, you're you're leaving, and that means the mixers are leaving, which then means the streaming is well, leaving. <laughs> streaming will probably be from around eight fifteen till if everything goes well and the computer gods don't turn on me. Let's hope that we can uh, leave around. Uh, well, sign off around. 11.15, I would say. We have to catch 11. transportation back to our destination. So, so then, you know, we'll see what happens. Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Adios. So, can you say goodbye, Stephanie? Goodbye, Stephanie. Very good. You train well. <laughs> Let's see what happens with the music today. I hear the music playing. Oh. Okay.